0: Welcome to the Franchise Growth Podcast. This is the podcast for franchisors and business leaders to get tangible weekly action steps to improve your franchise system. Plus, it's a great way to get professional development in while you're driving, doing the dishes, or walking your dog. Hosted by the team at AC Inc., you'll learn about how to effectively coach franchisees to make your system more profitable, creating a successful growth mindset, modern leadership insights, and so much more. Get ready to talk franchise growth. Hello and welcome back to the Franchise Growth Podcast. My name is Belle, Director of Marketing here at AC Inc., and we're here today with Angela. Angela, how's it going?
1: Oh, it's good. I'm, I'm, it's fun to be in my
0: hometown instead of on the road. Yes. You've been a busy traveling gal over the past uh, few weeks now. Hey. Yeah. It's conference season, <laughs> right? Like this is the time of year. Yeah, it's cute. Every time Angela uh, lands just at the airport in my city, because I live in a, like, a lots of transfers happen out of our airport. Um, every time she lands, she sends me a text. She's like, can you see me? I'm waving. <laughs> I'm in your town. I'm in your city. I can see you. Great. <laughs> I can see you. Hooray, really. can see you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, well, Angela, I'm really looking forward to our episode today. It's been a while, I feel like, since we've recorded a podcast, feeling pretty excited. Um, We are going to be talking all about the dollar value of field coaches. Um, So this is really looking at different ways that field coaches impact uh, bottom line revenue of systems, um, the revenue of franchisees, how that impacts um, franchisee life cycles, so many interesting um, aspects of this and different ways actually you can increase that dollar value um, by just how you treat uh, field coaches, the types of hiring practices, training practices, all that kind of stuff. So it's going to be a really cool discussion. I'm really looking forward to it. Um, But before we dive in, if, if you're a new listener to the Franchise Growth Pod, I always... Uh, kick off um, every new episode with um, an icebreaker. So it's just a nice little way to get to know all of our team members and clients and community members who come on the pod. Um, And also Angela loves an icebreaker. So Okay, well, I do
1: when I do when I'm not put on the spot. <laughs> I do think True. they're important, but I'm always nervous when it's like I don't know what it's going to be.
0: I feel like people always think I'm going to ask something crazy hard, it's not going to be that bad. I promise. Um, okay, the question for today is what is the most challenging thing you've done this week?
1: Oh, <laughs> okay, well, that one's easy. Uh, getting in the ocean.
0: Oh, oh, yes, mm-hmm. Cold yeah, dark.
1: so it, so. As you know, that is something that I do fairly regularly when I'm in town, but it's that time of year where the water, the water is actually getting colder, but so is the outside air temperature. So, um, you know, it, it is cold in the summer, the, the temperature of the, the, the water is cold. It's definitely icy, you know, you get that, like, um, that, that like numbness feeling, but now it's like cold outside so getting undressed to get into the water is like and especially if it's a little bit windy or dark and a little bit rainy or anything like that it's like oh my gosh why the heck am I doing this and when I get in I like if I put my face I'm doing like a swim swim in the cold water it's like the hardest part is like going from just even just shoulders in okay I'm gonna do it so I just go and I just go right and I just the first two to three minutes are, I just hate it. Like I'm swimming along going, I hate this. I hate this. And I'm like, but remember, it's going to get better. And then after by about uh, five, between five and 10 minutes in that range is when it starts to feel like weirdly euphoric. And I can, I feel like I can stay in forever except for my hands get cold. So anyway, that's that's what's going on right now.
0: That's a good. That's a good challenging thing to face this week. That's awesome. But yeah, I guess it does. It hits a certain point where it's like this is no longer just like swimming in the summer vibe. Like it very much is feeling cold.
1: Um, I'm just. I'm getting cold just thinking about it right now, and I'm like, I even have my jacket on because I've been a little chilly today. So, <laughs>
0: totally well, better you than me. Uh, my friend. <laughs> yeah. you're welcome. I'll take one for the team um okay awesome that was a great answer actually for the icebreaker let's um uh, that was, that was ask- it ended up being easy for me so because it was yes it was, I don't it was so obvious I don't ask anything crazy True. Um, okay we are going to talk all about uh the value of field coaching so Um, Angela, we have gotten many questions in the past and even brands who actually do have field coaches within their system, which is where we do a lot of like assessment work and, um, training and education and certification work and all that. Um, even people who have that all built out, um, will ask us a lot, like the value of having that coach in the system or like investing further into their coaches training or, uh, development or building up that team, all of that kind of stuff. I want to hear from you, like where does the dollar value of a field coach like come into play in a system? I think there's several answers. Um, We talk about quite a few of them in lots of our messaging and stuff. So obviously I know a few, but um, from your perspective and, you know, in the field coach roundtables and all of that, like where do you see that dollar value contributing to the system? Um, I'm sure there's lots of answers, but let's, let's kick off with a couple here. Mm -hmm. Well, the most obvious
1: one that gets attention when franchisors, franchisor teams are trying to figure out if they should Invest into more time and energy and money or whatever into leveling up their field. Coach the most obvious thing is the the franchisee's revenue going up, leading to increased royalties. And I mean that sounds really obvious, but I'll, I'll cite what we've been seeing is when a franchisee is is proactively coached. So we always talk about. You know, not just being hotline support, sitting there kind of fighting fires, uh, scrambling and, and providing things that they can access themselves. They, you should do that, too, when you need to, but proactively coaching them to, you know, have their goals and, and be accountable and all that. That franchisees that take franchisors up on that with the right coaches training are up 25 to 30 percent in revenue. The franchisees are. So that means if your royalties are seven percent, so seven percent of that increased you know 25 or 30 percent goes right to the bottom line mm-hmm. so you know that is the most obvious so I'll stop at that one in case you want to go any more deeper on that but that's the most obvious like if you're going to invest in your feet now yeah that that means you have to wrap your head around really investing in um getting the right, you know, the right person in place, getting the right, getting them, make sure they're they're They have the right DNA, they're coached and trained. And then they're doing this proactive coaching. It's not like, oh, if you invest a little money and time and energy into getting your coach leveled up instantly, that's going to happen. It's obviously a bunch of factors.
0: I was just going to say, that's definitely what comes to mind. And yeah, I think you're right. The royalty is increasing based on franchisees uh, making more money themselves, like their bottom line is increasing that feels like one of the most obvious ones and something that a lot of people point to in terms of why they invest in their operations and support teams. Like that all makes a lot of sense. Mm -hmm. My thought is I feel like a common pushback on something like that would be looking at like, well, what if franchisees can't improve by that much? Like 25 or 30% is Mm -hmm. really impressive if we're talking about all franchisees doing that, but like, let, you know, we're all being honest. It's, it's tough to say that, as you said, just like having your, coaches go through a bit more training or something. And all of a sudden your franchisees are performing like 30% better over the year. Like that's a hard thing to kind of justify if you can't say, well, not all my franchisees are going to do this well. Um, but, but I still think there's value in it. And so I guess it's that kind of balance of, um, it's not just throwing some money at the problem and thinking that all of these numbers are all just going to magically go up. There's a lot of like structure that goes into it and making sure there's the right approach, a lot of buy-in and a lot, then a lot of making sure, like, And I think you've even said this, maybe I'll let you explain further, but getting um, a lot of people who are excited to do well, a lot of franchisees who are excited to grow by that much and be looking at that type of growth, get them into it, get them doing that strategic growth coaching, and then uh, creating more of that buy-in with some of the other franchisees. Just if you want to speak to that, because I think that sometimes is where we end up as like, it's tough to say, yeah, just throwing money at the problem is going to guarantee give you this type of percentage growth. Um, but there are ways that you can still um, invest in it that are going to get you more of those types of results.
1: Yeah. So a few things are going through my head here. One is that if the so the franchisees that have that kind of a result, like the twenty-five to thirty percent revenue increase, just just to clarify too, that's that's the revenue, their their bottom line. You know, we're all also trying to help them with their expenses and all that to make sure they optimize the bottom line and get their profitability out of it. But from the perspective of the ROI to the franchisor, we're looking at the top line sales. Bottom line helps the franchisor too, if the franchisee, because they'll be more happy. So that's an indirect thing. But when it comes to that 25, 30%, those franchisees are people that are, that really want it. So most of the times, yeah, it's not the whole system that's going to have that kind of a result. That's for sure. I don't want to pretend that that is. So I think then, then we would look at the other things like you uh, hinted at there is that other franchisees getting influenced by those ones that are getting the the higher level of coaching that they that hopefully there's some influence that trickles down to other franchisees, you know, that then want to take it on. Um, but also, I think just there's other the other benefit is things like the that you can use this in your recruitment process like that, that even if not everybody gets those results, if a franchise candidate is looking at your brand as an opportunity. And you can say like, if you have the right DNA and the desire, look what we can, you know, we can help that we can't give the earnings representation, but we give you this kind of coaching. We, you know, we have this proactive coaching for you. So there's, I think there's a, like other indirect ROI that I know sometimes can be hard to wrap your head around, but um, it, it's still, it's definitely still there.
0: Totally. And that's exactly what I was meaning to with the I think it's tough when Um, We're looking just at that royalties going up because I think there are some franchisees where it is tough if like the motivation isn't there or the belief in growth isn't there. It's really hard to say like this is going to go up by this percent. It's always so tricky, especially when we're talking about um, people's businesses and and their motivation to grow and and all of that. And so much of that can be done through that proactive strategic growth coaching, um, implementing the right framework, having the right people in those seats and all of that. Um, but then there's all these other indirect ways that actually a field coach can contribute directly to that ROI as well, um, or that um, that revenue increase for ed, like as an overall system, which as you said, is like the development, recruitment, like all of that side, um, which is really interesting because obviously we've been seeing, I mean, we're so excited about it, more and more people um, looking at getting this proactive strategic growth coaching put in their system so that they can help, like, stand out in the recruitment process. Do you want to speak to, and I know it's tough always to put an exact number amount to that type of process, but even speak to, like, the standing out in the friend of space these days, like, just in kind of the climate we're in right now and, like, how much mm-hmm. value that could have to a system.
1: Yeah, I, I think it's kind of, it's at this point, know anyway hard to exactly quantify, like you said, but, you know, if it's so funny when you go to different franchise brands' websites and you go to the franchise uh, franchise section and you see, um, or their full franchise website, but you see that, like, what do they provide? Initial training, um, you know, LMS, uh, site selection, all these things. Um, and and it, sometimes it'll say ongoing support, but if the more, the more the word gets out that this is something that some franchisors offer, I think the more important it's going to be to really clarify, like you get business coaching. Like not just like you should get ongoing support in a franchise system that that has become it, it wasn't didn't used to be the, the the bare minimum, but now that's the bare minimum. And so, like, I think there will come a time when that proactive like business coaching. And I, and I, even right now, I do think a lot of brands kind of think they're doing business coaching, but they really aren't like they they want to be or their intention is there, they they mean well but they are struggling to figure it out. And so they might even say they're doing business coaching, but that's, I guess that's a whole other topic because it's like, that's what we've really discovered in the last, I don't know, four years or so of working with different brands and with our roundtables and everything is that there's no like standardization of what business coaching even means with franchisees. So back to the question though, to clarify that, you know, what maybe to be able to even say, whether it's verbally in your recruitment process or have it on your website we offer business coaching, and what that is is finding out what your goals are, helping develop a plan with you towards your goals, meeting with you regularly to help you ensure you're on track for those goals. Like, you can't tell me that's not valuable to you know, like to to helping attract better candidates well, to the brand and and set them up to know that that's going to be a, a, a key part.
0: Yeah, I think that, um, so that speaks to two things, actually, as I'm thinking about the, again, that dollar value, thinking about the value to the system of this type of role of this type of structure or framework when it's built out properly. Um, So two things are uh, coming to mind when you're saying that. And one is um, that I've seen a lot of franchise websites. And I totally agree that when you just see like uh, proactive support or like franchisee support, um, to me, I don't really know what that means the same way that like, marketing support. Like I don't really know what a lot of that means. And if I'm looking at a lot of different websites and one website has a bunch of information about the type of support I'm going to get and what that's going to look like. Mm -hmm. Uh, Even like a point little list. Like it doesn't even have to be super complex, but an actual like here's what that means to you. Here's what that's going to mean to your business growth, to your business success. Like actually listing out what that means, not just saying like we're here if you have a problem. I think that's what a lot of people think like coaching or support really can mean. The system and that is also super valuable to be like to have someone there if they do have a problem. But that type of proactive support and listing out what that actually is going to look like on something like a site or a deck that you're walking like a candidate through that type of thing I think is really going to be that standout piece for a lot of people who are going to be going, well, these are you know great concepts or I'm really passionate about this, but you know, look at also all these things they're gonna get like I'm gonna get out of this experience, out of this investment. Um, and I think yeah, so that is one like really strong piece of it is like that standout. Um, And being able to really confidently say that not only is it like franchisee support, but actual coaching and what that looks like for a candidate to look at these days, especially where there are so many incredible concepts. And as you said, people have leveled up that like bare minimum in terms of what you get out of a franchise investment. Um, So being able to actually list out like a really specific example of what business coaching they're going to get is going to be a big piece of that standout. But on the other side, and this is where I want to move us into kind of this other dollar value, but more looking at it from like a holistic, like full picture standpoint is um, the life cycle and actually recruiting right fit franchisees. So the more clear you are with your, uh, you know, here's what your type of coaching you're going to get as a franchisee in our system, what that's going to look like, all of that. Um, I think a lot of times we are seeing a lot of our clients getting results where they're actually finding people who are more interested in that type of thing. Like, oh, I like the idea that I'm going to have accountability or like a growth plan. And like, you guys are going to be interested in helping me reach these goals. And to find people who are a really good fit in that capacity is I think actually making some better decisions in terms of the who is coming more on board as a franchisee um, to know that, yeah, of course, you are still the business owner and you still have to do all those actions. And there's still so much that it's your business, but to know that there's that type of support and and coaching and to have someone go, I love the idea of getting a built-in business coach for my business, that's gonna help also with that life cycle of a franchisee being much happier um, and more successful in their business, being a better advocate for your brand and all those other pieces that then comes from like actually having someone come into your brand. Who's going to be a really, really strong fit. Um, so I have found even in the vetting part of that process has been really interesting to watch some of our clients, like add that in and see some more success, um, on that side as well.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it, you know, it's unfortunate that there are, uh, you know, there, there are franchise brands out there that, that overpromise and under deliver. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's, I think, um, You know, like it's unfortunate because, you know, there are brands that will say we support you and then they really kind of don't. And I think if the more you can clarify what that means and and that I think it will build trust with the candidates, too, that they go, okay, so that like this is what it's they're actually doing. It's not just they can call us if they need us kind of thing.
0: Right. Yeah, so I want to ask you for some actionable tips here about um, so we've kind of we talked about a lot of different ways that the this role and the you know putting effort and training and the proper structure and the proper people into this space, um, what that's going to actually do like all the different ways is going to brand reputation, your franchise development, your validation. We didn't even get too far into that, but that's again a very kind of more basic one, similar with the royalties going up, right? There's lots of kind of more obvious ones, but then even some more in depth ones that we kind of went through there. Um, let's talk about Um, what are some things like, for example, with like hiring, who we're going to put into this type of role, right? Like, let's start with that. What are some things that a brand could be thinking about in terms of taking this role seriously, um, investing in it properly, training this properly, so that you are getting that ultimate dollar value out of a role like this, because it does have such an impact on the bottom line of the whole company, um, because of their unique relationship to, uh, the franchisees and to their success and to the business success of the brand. So, what are some let's maybe use hiring as a as a starting point here as we talk about that?
1: Well, yeah, I think I, I think most franchisors have a, the wrong perception in their head of who to hire. They, you know, the person in the field often has to do a lot of traveling, so that often ends up being somebody that's more junior, you know, that's fresh out of school and um, has the ability to travel, the you know, the the energy for it, and all that. Um, which doesn't mean that I'm not saying that the, that that can't be a fit, but I think let's get beyond that and think what do we really need in a coach and somebody who's going to be working with franchise uh, franchisees and like, if you like think about, um, I always, you know, tell the story about when I was in the field when I was, you know, just fresh out of school. And these franchisees had invested four hundred thousand dollars like their life they had like usually they had to have half of it on encumbered cash and the other half was was their debt right and they're like this is scary and i'm going into this and so think about what does that person need like that person needs somebody with social intelligence emotional intelligence you know the ability to like like you know be introspective about their actions and I guess I guess a little action a real actionable step would be if they if they want to fast track the answer to this question go find the podcast that we have on the DNA I think we have one on the DNA of uh, like what are this what are you looking for in a in a top performing field coach um so looking at what you need and and thinking about when you're hiring um <clears throat> we often say that where we often I guess I'd say we see people think well this person's in franchising so I'm just gonna get them. Like they were, uh, you know, a field coach for a different brand, and they overlook, they underestimate, they they over, I guess they overvalue the fact that the person was in franchising and put that person in the role, and they're they're still pretty junior. Like that person just has, yes, worked in a franchise system, but do they have the right traits and skills? So the first thing is when you're hiring is like knowing what you're looking for, and then. The second step is is like being prepared to get the development for that person that they need because there's you know we've talked about this on a podcast I think it might be that podcast I just referenced where there's like the there's you know passion for the brand that do they understand the brand do they have business some business skills and do they have some coaching or people skills well the odds of finding somebody with all three of those buckets is slim so figuring out which of those you can find in the field coach and, and then figuring out how you're going to fill the gaps when with the other parts of it, because there are ways you can do that.
0: Totally. Um, so just for anyone who is hearing Angela reference this awesome podcast, um, it's episode 30 of the Franchise Growth Pod. So if you scroll back a, just a little bit, um, it's episode number 30 um, of the podcast that we did. i not yet the DNA of a successful field coach. It's going to go over a lot of the things that Angela just mentioned, but in a lot more detail um, and a lot of things in terms of hiring and looking into that role. So really great episode to reference um, if you're interested.
1: Yeah, I just I want to really emphasize that Like when I when I say that franchisors, um, you know, they I don't mean to make it sound like they're doing something wrong and putting them down. But traditionally, that role, it it used to be that that role, the role in the field was more about compliance Mm -hmm. and more about just operational support. And I think, you know, franchisors over the years have realized, wait a minute, if we do this business coaching and believe in the ROI of it, like we're talking about here, then then wait a minute, we haven't adjusted who we're putting in that role. Like we're still putting those people that are junior that haven't had the the life experience or the coaching and the training in that role, but we're expecting something different out of them. So it's a bit of a mismatch. And I really hope I'm, you know, I know when I'm at conferences, I'm speaking loud and proud about this. And I'm, you know, I know our whole team talks about this whenever we have the opportunity that we're trying to change the perception that people have of that role, that it isn't a junior role and that we should need to take this, so much more serious
0: yeah i think that's a really actionable tip especially when people are looking at um making next hires or even analyzing whether um their team that they have in place or their role you know the person they have in in their role at this point um as you said to look at um did they just hire them and pay them and train them as if they were some sort of kind of more intro position to the company or are they really treating this like the type of role that can make this big an impact on the the bottom line of the entire system because of their their interaction and their close relationship with the success of the individual businesses that are obviously what make up this model? So um, I think that's a really actionable one. Is the the looking at this is not an introduction position, and that's something again we've talked about a lot. Um, another thing that I was going to ask though is um, let's say people have you know some people in these roles and maybe they. Um, or like, okay, we're going to treat this a little bit more seriously. Like I'm, I'm hearing some of this as far as an actionable tip about, um, and I might even just sneak one in here, but, um, one you've already mentioned is to implement the strategic growth coaching. So not having it be that more, um, Reactive approach and not having these coaches be all about compliance and again you you already kind of did talk about this, but I think that's one thing where if you already have people in this role. um, And you want to make still some actionable steps in this direction of treating this role a bit more seriously getting some some action done Mm -hmm. that will make this big of an impact um, is the putting an actual a business proactive coaching plan in place that your coaches go work on with each of their owners. So instead of it just being like, are they using the right materials in their marketing? Are they, you know, putting the right colors on all their signage or whatever, instead of more of those compliance pieces, let's look at um, how they can be, again, figuring out their why, why, um, creating a, a growth plan for, or a, um, like a business plan so that they are actually um, looking at their metrics and KPIs that are going to make the biggest difference in their um, in their specific market, and their specific business. Um, are they helping like problem solve challenges and helping um, franchisees figure out how to solve them on their own? Like those types of things, that proactive strate- uh, strategic growth coaching. I think implementing that type of coaching um, is another really good step. And it, you have already mentioned it, but I just thought I'd <laughs> clarify even further. But another one that I wanted you, and maybe we'll finish off unless there's any other uh, thoughts you have on this, but the last one just being like, we've talked about the strategic growth coaching, actually putting that in place and then treating this role a little bit more seriously, but then looking at how to um, provide that added training and development for this type of role. Um, and I know there's lots of ways like peer coaches, like, you know, franchise uh, field coaches gathering with peers, which we have a group for, which is awesome. But also I've seen people do it within their own system, having their field coaches interact with maybe a facilitator or a, or a lead field coach or whatever to help just really other ways to help develop that role. If you want to speak to a few, and some of them are going to be things, you know, with AC, but other things are things people might just want to put in place as well, just to help Build out more training and business growth and stuff for the coaches, so that you're investing in that role even further. Um, whether you initially thought of that as more of an intro role or not,
1: hmm. yeah. Because if you already have people in place, it might be it's like, oh, we don't might not want to just clean the slate and start over. Like, what do we do?
0: Yeah, yeah,
1: um, sure. yeah. Um, yeah. So anything. Well, I think the biggest thing is to identify where there might be gaps, right? Like their skill sets. So. Uh you could do things like have them do a self-assessment of, you know, what areas of their role do they feel um they feel very confident and competent in, you know, um maybe even with scenarios, rate yourself on a scale of one to five, five being I got this to one being please help me. Um, you know, situ common situations that happen with franchisees, like might be, for example, um, you know, you, you get on a call with a franchisee and they're yelling at you about this or that. How confident are you to deal with that situation or the franchisee isn't showing up? How confident are you like maybe assessing like where are the because my favorite line these days, if you can name it, you can tame it. <laughs> so um, understanding first where there might be gaps is probably one of the first things i would do if i were listening to this and trying to figure out if i had you know if the people in my in that role if i should invest more and then that investing more could be anything from um you know uh you could start a book club amongst your your uh, field coaches um a common book people are using in that in that realm is uh speed of trust by stephen covey for example um like you, you mentioned peer to peer so that like, you know, peer field coaches could come together and do that. Of course, we have lots of options ourselves, um, but anything to do with like leadership, you know, guidance, podcasts, things like that, where they really start to open their mind to the, that side of, of, of things, or if it's, if it's a business skills thing, there's all kinds of ways to level up your business skills besides obviously what we do, but there, you know, there's other probably all kinds of find a podcast or whatever it is. Um, yeah, one thing I did want to make sure we mentioned in this um, that it just popped into my head again um, is though if they if they're in a role like if people are dealing with this right now where they've got people in the field and and they're thinking well you know this the, I've assessed that I don't even need to assess this person I know for sure that they after hearing this and maybe going and listening to the DNA podcast number thirty I think it was we mentioned earlier maybe that person is right person wrong seat, you know, maybe they could be like, it it is good to have, you know, somebody that is a little more junior can do often the training, the initial training, the retraining, you know, you can send them back to the franchisees, go out into the field or do online for, you know, but retraining on, um, whether it's, you know, product training, if you're a brand that has product or service training, whatever it is, they also, um, like they can do like the initial opening training um, and then any maybe operational like technical training like, oh, uh, you know, oh, there's a new POS system. They That person, you know, let the field coach, the, the next level deal with getting creating the buy in around it. But once the franchisees are like, yeah, we're ready to roll out, or, you know, get the new POS system in place and you're just talking training, maybe some of those people can stay in those kinds of roles Still, I'm not I'm not saying that they aren't a fit for, you know, especially because a lot of the times those people are people that came from your corporate location originally, you know, or they've they've been with the brand a long time and they they know it and they have passion for it. And so, you know, you got to assess whether if that's where you go, do they also have these skills or like the or in this DNA that we talked about? If not, maybe, you know, there's still a role for them.
0: Totally, yeah. That's something you and I have talked about a fair amount as well um, off this podcast episode. Um, I think that is really important to mention, um, especially when again there's a huge passion for the brand, a huge amount of great skill set, understanding um, um, of your systems and all of that. But uh, as you said, like there are other places within operations, even within every system, that are super valuable to to make sure that people are in that right seat. Um, I will just mention, um, just as a last note, if anyone is interested in uh, assessing field coaches, we do have a full field coach assessment. Um, We also have field coach certification programs, um, courses coming up. So uh, just a good thing to mention if uh, someone is looking for it. This is all sounding great. Love all the tips for us doing it ourselves. But we are looking for that um, extra support. Uh, Just thought I would throw that out there. Head to fieldcoachexperts.com, of course. Um, And then, Angela, anything else before we finish up today's awesome episode? I don't know. I think I'm good. I'm just going to have to figure out how to muster up the strength to get back in
1: the ocean because I'm starting to, you know, just really question it these days. So
0: can you just cheer me on please everybody? <laughs> of course. Yeah. Let's all cheer Ange on to go jump in the ocean. God knows why, but um <laughs> no. I like it like after. That always good after it'll be, it'll be good. I think it'll, you'll get into your winter flow. We all get into like these routines of seasons, right. And you'll get into your kind of like cold weather routine with it. And it will just become a part of the, part of the weekly flow. Yeah.
1: And when the waves start crashing up and down, we just start jumping and laughing and saying, this is the stupidest thing, but it's so fun. And yeah, so we have good times.
0: That's awesome. Well, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Such great um, insights on today's episode. I will definitely uh, make sure Uh, yeah, that DNA of a field coach, that episode 30. If anyone wants to go find that, that'll just be um, scroll down in our our list. Um, It'll be um, not too far back, which is awesome. And uh, I think that's it, everyone. Hope everyone has one. Can I say it? Can I say it? (laughs) Go for it. Okay, everybody go be awesome. Thanks so much for listening today. Don't forget to rate, review and subscribe if you enjoyed the show. To learn more about taking one of the Academy courses, assessing your field coaches, joining one of the AC Community Roundtables, or hiring and training field coaches for your system, head to fieldcoachexperts.com to learn more and get in touch with our team.